0: Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 6, verses 15 and 16. So the wall was finished on the 25th day of the month of Elu in 52 days. And when all our enemies heard of it, all the nations around were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem. For they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. There's three peop- three different kinds of people. Or it's said that there's three kinds of people. One are those who make things happen. Two are those who watch things happen. And three are those who wonder what happened. We're going to talk about leadership today, the godly leadership that we need. As we begin, I invite you to look at your own life, just at your family, and ask yourself your question, how does my family see my leadership? What would they say about my leadership in crisis, in failure, in victory, in Plenty and want to need, what would they say about it? And if you don't like what they say, why? Where do you need to focus? Over the next few months, weeks, really, we will be rebuilding and restarting our society. It's not like some natural disaster has swept or that some fire has, or war has swept across our country and around our world. Now, we've been asked to evacuate our communities because of an unknown virus. It has had incredible effect. It will be a challenge for us to go through the phases and the steps to keep our neighbors safe and to restart and rebuild. It's going to take God-led leaders to make a difference. Uh, This morning, we're going to focus on the leadership of Nehemiah. Uh, Next week, we're going to celebrate Mother's Day. And then on the 17th, I want to come back to leadership and look at the leadership of Jesus. The perfect leader. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. May these words be your words as you hide me behind the cross of God this day. For I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. It, it was probably an early evening For it was Nehemiah's practice to walk outside of the walls of the palace at Susa. He met two Jerusalem travelers that had returned from Jerusalem. He asked them how things were going. Thirteen years before, after the Persians had defeated the Babylonians and the Persians had begun to release the the Jews from their captivity so that they could return to their homeland that Ezra had taken 1,800 Jews back to Jerusalem to reform, to help, to lead. Ezra was able to lead incredible religious and spiritual reform, but he was able to do little on the destruction of Jerusalem and its walls. What these two travelers described to Nehemiah was pretty dire. Without the walls... They were at the mercy of tribes and other countries and Bedouins who would come and plunder and steal from the people. There was great fear and tribulation in Jerusalem. When Nehemiah heard these words, it says there in the scriptures in the first chapter that, that he wept. His heart went out to Jerusalem and he longed for Jerusalem with his own life. He, he admits that he began to pray. Now, Nehemiah was a cupbearer for the king um, uh, uh, Artaxerxes. Arta and the, the, the cupbearer was the person who would taste and just take a sip of the king's drinks to make sure it wasn't poisonous. The cupbearer was selected for their slight build because he didn't want anybody around the king that might be a threat to the king. And yet at the same time, the cupbearer typically would become a, a person of, of confidence, a person that the king trusted. They were a part of the family. They lived in tremendous wealth and comfort. That was Nehemiah's life. For his longing to return to Jerusalem, he would be giving up that life. In, in, in fact, in, in some cases, when a cupbearer asked to be released, are they... had failed in their duties, they were executed. Nehemiah prayed. He approached the king, and he asked for his release and permission to go back and help Jerusalem rebuild. The incredible part of the story is that Nehemiah did so in such a way that not only did the king release him to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the walls... But he provided a military guard for his journey back to Jerusalem and then paid for the rebuilding. Absolutely paid. What an incredible story. When Nehemiah got back to Jerusalem, what he found was a discouraged and hopeless people. He began in prayer, reviewing the destruction of Jerusalem that had not been touched. As he met with the leaders, he found them... Uh, not only discouraged and hopeless, but very critical and resistant. Who was this Nehemiah? And and what could he add to what we have already been trying to do to protect ourselves and to make a place for our nation? But Nehemiah did. There are those who have studied the leadership of Nehemiah to... Uh, To discover what it was about Nehemiah that created the kind of leadership that could go into a destroyed nation, a damaged culture, and bring not only hope, but within 52 days, rebuild its walls. Let's take a look at the qualities of Nehemiah and see if we can't learn from them. First, Nehemiah had a heart for people. Nehemiah had a heart for people and we see that in the first chapter when he hears the news of what's going on in Jerusalem and his heart breaks. We see that as he goes to Jerusalem and how he deals with people out of care and concern and that heart for people, that transparency that Nehemiah showed made it possible for people to trust him and to follow him. Second, Nehemiah Practiced waiting prayer. At every stage, Nehemiah prayed. Nehemiah prayed before he approached the king. Nehemiah prayed as he reviewed and (coughs) surveyed the walls and the destruction. Nehemiah prayed. And, And something interesting in looking at the prayer life of Nehemiah, that as Nehemiah prayed, he also planned. He put together different possibilities, trying to, trying to find the unexpected in ways that he could respond and to ask for God's leadership, which way do you ask me to go, oh God? And Nehemiah <clears throat> worked for the common good. Nehemiah worked for the common good. As we see in the first meeting that he has with the priests and the leaders in Jerusalem, in their their criticism and their resistance, Nehemiah kept pushing for the common good of the people, kept pushing for the common good, and finally they caught the vision of what that common good could look like and what it might mean for them to be united. And then Nehemiah went a step further. He joined with the people. He worked with them on the walls. He stood with them in defense. It says in one place in the story that, that he says, I, I worked so many hours that I did not even have time to change my clothes. He took no pay other than, than just to that which he needed to eat. He ate with the people. He was at one point elected governor and refused to be treated as such. Yeah. Nehemiah led with humility. And that may have been the most important quality of Nehemiah. Is his humility. He took no credit. Not one time. They tried to give him credit. Again and again. But he kept giving the glory to God. The glory to the people. The glory to the work of what God was doing through them united. And finally... Nehemiah was single minded in his efforts. Now, in, in looking at the story, we think, well, he was single minded in rebuilding the ball, wall, and he never gave up on that, and he continued to be focused on that. But when we look again, we see that Nehemiah was single minded in following what God wanted. The wall was a project, the wall was a task to be completed. And and as we look at the rest of Nehemiah, he doesn't stop there with chapter 6 and the rebuilding of the wall and and the finishing of the project. He goes on to work with the people to institute more reforms. And as they felt safer and more secure in their nation, they they, they began to make the kind of changes that were good for all people. He was single-minded in his work for God. Now more than ever, we need God led leaders. In every family, in, in every school, in every business, in every organization, we need God led leaders. So I ask you, will you join me in this task? What's interesting about Nehemiah is that both religious and non-religious leaders have studied his leadership style. And if you look across our nation, the great leaders of industry and religion and education are leaders, servant leaders like Nehemiah. Those are the great leaders. So will you join me? Will you join me in praying for what God might do among us? Will you make every effort in every step that we take to have a heart for the people? Will you, with me, uh, in this prayer, approach God and one another in humility? That leadership is not about a position. It's not about giving direction. It is about what God is doing through us. It is the example that we are setting, the, the uh, mindset that we are taking. Will you join me? Will you be, join me in being single-minded about what God might do through us? Let me go back to the set of questions earlier. Now, as we've talked about these qualities... I just want to ask you to consider as we close how your family might respond if you use the qualities of Nehemiah in your leadership, in crisis, in failure, in victory, in plenty, in want and need. How would they respond? How would you change? How would I change? we need now more than ever god led leaders the story is told about a, a corporal during the revolutionary war who'd been given the task of, of building a defense and so they were putting logs up and they had one more to go and the last log was just a, just too heavy for the crew the corporal stood aside, and he was giving them orders and, and yelling at them, Heave! Come on, heave! You can do it! About that time, this officer on a horse comes by, and, and, the, and the officer says to the corporal, he says, Why don't you get up there and help him? And he says, I'm a corporal. I give direction. With that, the officer got off his horse, took off his hat his coat, joined the other soldiers, Put his shoulder to the timber and said, okay, now, boys, let's heave. Church, let us get down off of our horses. Let us join in unity. Let us put our shoulders to the task. Are you ready? One, two, three, heave.